today, we're doing something a little different on Love Thy Lawyer. We're going to talk to someone who's not a lawyer. We're going to be talking to someone who is a reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle. I hope you'll find it interesting. He's worked at the San Francisco Chronicle as a reporter and columnist since 1976. Before that, he worked at the Los Angeles Herald Examiner, where he covered the Patty Hearst trial. And he's ridden his bicycle from coast to coast. Steve Rubenstein, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer. It's an honor to be with you. I, I do love lawyers, especially when they don't send me a bill when I talk to them, which I assume is the case today. No bill for today, but just today only. Okay. Where do you work right now? I'm on the staff of the San Francisco Chronicle, working out of my bedroom right now. And you've been there for quite a Yes, I've been there since 1976. It seems everybody's working out of their bedroom these days. Closer to the coffee machine. Can you tell us what kind of reporting uh, that there is, that there are different types of reporting? Well, I'm what they call a general assignment reporter. Which like means there's I'm features, a, there's columnists, there's right. news. I'm what they call a general assignment reporter, which right now, which means I am a generalist and I wait for assignments. Uh, there are reporters that cover specific beats, such as course, such right. as education, such as uh, schools. Uh, uh, but uh, I'm uh, waiting. I wait for assignments on uh, breaking news, and I like it better that way. I don't really know in the morning what I'm going to be doing on a particular day. How does that editorial assignment process work? Well, an editor digs up something that they think might be in your wheelhouse and passes it on to you and you go out and try and find stuff out. It's just a process of trying to find stuff out and asking questions. Lawyers ask questions that they know the answers to and reporters ask questions that they don't know the answers to. That's the primary difference between your racket and my racket, Louie. Speaking of rackets, you've also been involved in the teaching racket. Is I that did. Correct? I took a few years off from uh, the San Francisco Chronicle to teach kindergarten. And I found that uh, sitting on the floor with 20 kindergarten students was very much like sitting in the middle of a newsroom with 100 reporters. The ambience was it was about the same. And uh, the level of concentration was about the same. When you taught kindergarten, did you ever bring your guitar there? I did. I subjected the uh, kindergarten students to much the same stuff as I subject readers to the Chronicle of two. I'm not supposed to end a sentence with a preposition, Louis. I which I just <laughs> And that you're subjecting those of us who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> I am. I, I did I did be I think musical music helps anything. Uh, you've also taught at the college level. Yes, I'm uh, what they call an adjunct at San Francisco State University. Adjunct means you don't get very much money for doing what uh, (laughs) an adjunct means you don't get very much money for doing what you ought to get more money for doing doing for. I ended another sentence with a preposition, Louis. What did you teach at college? Introductory journalism and feature writing. I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed giving back uh, to students. I remembered the college classes that I took in journalism and I enjoyed giving back and completing the circle as much as I could. Of course, I I took classes from professors who knew what they were doing as opposed to the classes that my, the professor that my students were taking classes from. 
from. There's another preposition. What exactly is feature writing? Well, you have a little bit more flexibility in how you tell a story. In a traditional news story, you want to get the who, what, where, when, why, and how in the first sentence. And uh, they're generally shorter, more succinct than a feature story, which you have a little bit more flexibility in the in the telling. You still observe the same conventions of the journalism conventions. In other words, you can't make stuff up. That's the main convention. You can't make stuff up. But within within the journalism, within the a feature rate feature story format, you have you can start a feature a little bit more slowly, more more engagingly, more uh, uh, you have a little bit more flexibility with your choice of language, I suppose. I don't really know. I've never made a a study of what it is that I do. I have a hard enough time doing what it is that I do. And I'm not a very, I like reading great journalism stories of the past and trying to make my stories, they inspire me to try to try and be as good myself. I work at the Chronicle, which is a great history of award-winning, brilliant, Pulitzer Prize-winning reporters. I have worked alongside some of the greatest names in journalism uh, and I've been honored to be friends with them. I some names that will have that may have escaped your listeners' uh, memory, but uh, Herb, when I started at the paper, the legendary columnist Herb Kane was very much. Uh, I saw him every day. Uh, names like Art Hoppy and John Wasserman and Charles McCabe and Stan Delaplane and uh, uh, Jerry Nachman. Some of the great great names of Bay Area journalism were all wrapped up in the same rubber band with me and hitting the doorstep at the same moment, or this rain puddle at the same moment every morning. And it was a great honor then, and it continues to be a great honor to have my stuff appear in the San Francisco Chronicle. Steve, I've known you for about 25 years, but well before I ever met you, I started reading your columns in the San Francisco Chronicle with a great deal of amusement. And I'm wondering uh, if you could talk a little bit about your experience as a columnist. Well, column writing is a little bit different than straight news reporting. Uh, in most daily column, I wrote a column that appeared uh, four days a week for most of the time that I wrote it. And it was, uh, I've often said it was like taking a final exam every morning in a subject that you had not studied. Uh, it broke some of the conventions of <laughs> reporting, which was do not write in the first person. Often a column is written in the first person. You still try to keep the focus on the subject matter. Where are you from originally, Steve? I grew Well, what growing up I did, I did in Los Angeles. Uh, and I went to, uh, I attended uh, college. And where'd you go to high school? I went to Hamilton High School in West Los Angeles, uh, the same uh, school that Karen Bass graduated from. And I went to... Uh, University of California at Berkeley and got it. What's the name of the high school you went to? Alexander Let's start Hamilton there. High School. And then you went to college at uh, UC Berkeley. At Cal yes, Berkeley, is I that did. right? Is that where you uh, studied journalism? I did study journalism among a zillion other things. For a while, I was a pre med student. I thought, uh, and then, but I enjoyed working for the college paper at the same time that I was. Uh, 
cutting up rats in the zoology lab. And I thought that I would be better in a newspaper. I, I was intrigued by the idea of being a doctor, but I, I thought I would be a pretty lousy medical student. Um, and I was enjoying the the newspapering. I worked on the college paper, and I said, well, let's, let's give this a try. After you graduated from uh, UC Berkeley, what was your first news job? Well, I freelanced for some magazines, and then I got a job. I got hired by the Los Angeles Herald Examiner, which was the afternoon newspaper in Los Angeles at the time, the number two newspaper after the Los Angeles Times, at least number two in circulation. And uh, I was, I think, the youngest guy on staff when they hired me in 1974. Is that when you covered the Patty Hearst trial? They sent me to San Francisco to cover the bank robbery trial of uh, Patty Patricia Hearst, who was, the, of course, the granddaughter of William Randolph Hearst, the, the great publisher and Hearst Castle builder. And uh, I was in San Francisco for a better part of two months while that trial was taking place at the federal building in downtown San Francisco. What was that like? Can you describe what you saw and heard while you were covering the Patty well, It was Hearst pretty trial? much my first uh trial at it. It was sort of like getting thrown into the deep end of a swimming pool without any swimming lessons. I was fascinated. I followed it. Uh, I followed every word. I was, of course, watching some of the most celebrated uh, lawyers at the time in action. Uh, Miss Hurst was represented by a fellow named F. Lee Bailey, who uh, was uh, was fairly celebrated. Well, I'm, I'm not going to try and describe the career of Mr. Bailey, but it was fascinating to watch him cross-examine witnesses. I wrote my stories on a manual typewriter with a ribbon with carbon paper. Yeah, this was, in, of course, in the pre-computer days. And the newspaper decided that the most economical way for me to get my stories from downtown San Francisco to downtown Los Angeles was not by reading them over the phone to somebody taking down dictation in the Los Angeles office, which was the most efficient way of doing it, but which would have, of course, involved a long distance, pricey long distance phone call. At the time, there were such things as pricey long distance phone calls. So instead of doing this over the telephone, the Los Angeles Herald Examiner instructed me to type the story out, go down to the Greyhound bus station on Friday night, which was the overnight, had an overnight bus to Los Angeles, put my story in an envelope, hand it to the bus driver, or the, the, the baggage guy, and it would be delivered on Saturday morning to the Greyhound bus station, which was a couple of blocks away from the Herald Examiner office. This saved the Herald Examiner a couple of bucks on the price of the phone call. So I was covering the Patty Hearst trial on a manual typewriter with carbon paper on on newsprint news on paper that was handed to a bus driver that was driven to Los Angeles in the middle of the night. I don't think they do that anymore in our racket. I guess a lot's changed since then. Well, I mean, it's really amazing how much a lot has changed, changed since and then. a lot hasn't changed. The who, what, where, when, why, and how that hasn't changed. The technology has changed profoundly. Uh, my manual typewriter, which I, I use all the time to write letters to friends uh, out of a sense of nostalgia, 
of course, is a, a nostalgic item. But the the act of news gathering, the act of trying to find out today what you didn't know yesterday, or the act of trying to find out this minute what you didn't know a couple of minutes ago, that has not changed and won't change. And it's the reason I enjoy the work. If a young person was thinking about a career choice, would you recommend journalism to that individual at well, this time? Well, the job has changed profoundly, and the economics of the job has changed profoundly. Of course, the great huge staffs of the great huge metropolitan newspapers have dwindled, and the number of newspapers have dwindled. Uh, the huge advertising revenue brought in by print advertising, which was a great moneymaker for the newspapers of the United States, that's practically disappeared. Um, some of your listeners may remember the huge classified advertising sections that paid a lot of the bills around newspapers. Those are went away almost overnight thanks to a, an outfit, outfit called Craigslist. Nobody takes out a classified advertisement anymore to sell a car or a bicycle or a guitar. Uh, a lot of the revenue streams for newspapers went away, and as a result, a lot of the ways of has, paying a newspaper men's salaries gone away. Has doing the actual work of being a journalist met or differed from your expectations around it? Well, you it? try not to have too many preconceived notions in, in, in this business. It's, I have enjoyed, I've enjoyed it every day, and I think one of the reasons I've enjoyed it every day is by not expecting anything other than what I get that particular day. Uh, my notion of trying to find things out and enjoying putting words together, those have been met. What, if anything, would you change about the way the news system works? <laughs> Who would I change or what would I change? No, the uh, I don't think I would change anything. I, I enjoy... My colleagues, I enjoy the people that are calling the shots. I try to understand them, uh, even when I have a disagreement with them. Um, I don't know what I would change. Do you, do you think it's fair and accurate? Yes. I think that newspapers and journalism have always been the traditional whipping boys of people that have been in power. Uh, nobody's ever liked us. I started out my in journalism uh, and under the presidency of Richard Nixon, who had tr troubles getting along with uh, people who did what I did for a living. And he called us all sorts of names. And and, and, uh, uh, and I'm wrapping up my, my newspaper days working under somebody else who had <laughs> who went through an impeachment inquiry. I, I, my newspaper career seems to be bracketed by presidents who have had impeachment inquiries. Have you had any mentors in, in the in the news business, uh, people that you've really admired? Well, I have to? admired my colleagues at the San Francisco Chronicle greatly. If I, I could throw out a bunch of names to you that wouldn't mean anything to your listeners. I uh, admired greatly such columnists as well, throw well, out I one liked name. Art Hoppy very much. He was a columnist at the Chronicle and a and a great uh, reporter before that, general assignment reporter before that. And a, a mediocre tennis player that I was on the other side of the net, other side of the net from on occasion. I liked art very much. I liked uh, a reporter named Kevin Wallace uh, greatly, who was there in my early days. Walking into the San Francisco Chronicle uh, as a young reporter was sort of like walking into a room with all your favorite English teachers. 
Uh, you could learn something from any one of them. And any reporter on any given day had the ability to write something that would knock your socks off. And they still do. What sort of travel experience and recreational pursuits do you have? Well, I'm a confirmed bicyclist and a confirmed harmonica player, and sometimes I do both at the same time. And I think one of the greatest scams I ever pulled at the San Francisco Chronicle was somehow persuading them that a cross-country bicycle ride that I did in, 19, in uh, 2006 was, uh, could be counted as work. Uh, they let me write stories about crossing the country on a bicycle, much to my surprise. I had asked them for the time off. And they said, well, why don't you write stories about this thing that you're going to be doing on the bicycle? And I said, well, if I do that, then it's not time off. And the editor said, well, go ahead and do it. We'll leave you on staff on salary for two months to ride your bicycle. I said, boy, oh, boy, what a deal that is. If you came into some real money, say a few billion dollars, what, if anything, do you think you would do differently in your Absolutely life? Absolutely nothing. I think dough is a great nuisance most of the time. It's important to have enough of it. It's also important not to have too much of it because I think having way too much of it is just as much a problem as having way too little of it. And it uh, warps your judgment. I like doing what I'm doing. And uh, one reason I never bought a lottery ticket other than the mathematics is that I wouldn't know what to do with any more than what I've got right now. If you had a magic wand, there was one thing in the world, in the news world or otherwise, what would you change if you could change one thing? I'd make people answer the phone on the first ring. Steve Rubenstein, thank you so much for joining me today on Love Thy Lawyer. It's been a privilege to talk to you in this forum. And even though we're friends and we talk to each other all the time. This has been a real experience for me. Thank, Thank you so you, much. Lee. I have enjoyed it. I hope we stay friends after this thing hits the air. I do love thy lawyer, even though we're not supposed to use words like thy in journalism anymore. And I am greatly honored to share my thoughts with you. That's it for today's edition of Love Thy Lawyer. Thanks so much to our representative of the Fourth Estate, Steve Rubenstein of the San Francisco Chronicle. And thanks, as always, to Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, and Tracy Harvey. I'm Lewis Goodman.